Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Last interview of the fight week before Saturday night, save the best till last, with uh, world-class trainer Dominic Ingle and world-class singer Dominic uh-huh. Ingle. World-class singer. <laughs> Mind you, <laughs> a bit of competition now. I've got Eddie and breathing uh, close in America and Frank Warren, so I don't know if I've opened up, you know... Open that up for them because they're all getting a bit of confidence there and singing. Yeah, Eddie Earn did his karaoke the other night, and obviously Frank. Uh, it was a short song, but mm-hmm. what did you think of the song? Uh, well, not too much. I thought Eddie did it. You know, uh, sang quite well, apart from when he did rapping bit. But the rest, of his, you know, the rest of it he sang all right. And Frank, well, he's having a dig really, weren't he? But you've led the way in uh, boxing singing. Pro- probably. probably. I think it's fair to say. Uh, Dom, uh, Willie Hutchins has moved down to 168 pounds. Why now? Uh, he's well. He's, he's for this fight, he's going to be obviously not. He's not going to be 168, but his his next fight is going to be a title fight at 168. Um, I think he's. We've had the time to do it. He hadn't boxed for a good couple of months with a lockdown. He's had time to work on his weight, and for this fight, you know, his weight's really good, and uh, you know, we're thinking that there's more opportunities. Um, real possibilities for him at 168. So speaking to his manager Shelley Finkel, we decided to you know finally take the plunge and move him down. He's comfortable with it as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. I'm saying he's, he's good. He's good on his way. He's uh, 22 now. He's settled in Sheffield. Got married last year. He's, he's settled now. And uh, there's nothing making weight that when you're living in a strange town and everybody, all your family's in another place. It's a very lonely place. But he's living with his wife now. And he's family come down every now and again, keep him occupied. So it's it's a big uh, you know. Big problem solved, really. Obviously, your, your gym's always been busy, but Kelbrook and Kid Gallagher are kind of the, the marquee names that everyone associates with the gym, especially now. But I do hear Liam and Willie's name getting mentioned a lot. It's, it's good that them two are getting the recognition they deserve. Yeah, you know, Kel's 34 now, is he 34, I think? And uh, we're talking about this uh, Crawford fight. Hopefully that comes off. Galahad obviously back in the mix again for Josh Warrington. We're waiting for news on that. But Liam Williams has had a, you know, this is probably the longest he's been out of the ring since uh, boxing with me, nine months. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's had a good run up until then. So he's back out, he's just seen something announced now where he's fighting in September, I think it is, or October, October. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so he's up there and, uh, you know, he's, he's only 30, same age as Barry. Yeah. You know, Kel's probably got one or, more, one or two more fights and then the names coming through will be obviously Liam. Liam Williams and Will Hutchinson, you know, Barry's got a few more years left in him yet. But they're working their way up there, and I think Willie, you know, another couple of fights, he'll be British champion and start making his way up through the rankings and, and get into bigger fights. Yeah, I mean, at Super Middle, 
there is a very good fight between Umar Sadiq and uh, Laron Richards. I think uh, someone like Willie can be in with the likes of them next year or even yeah, at the end yeah. of the year. Yeah, you know, we've, we've sparred, you know, Shakan Peters, we've sparred Laron Richards, you know, sparring, sparring. And you can't ever take anything away from that, um, you know, for, for a real fight. So there's, you know, you, you get an idea of where you need to be, but, you know, he needs a little bit more work on him, a little bit more experience. They're mature guys, good fighters. So, you know, let's see what happens with them in that fight and then see how they, you know, how they fare and then see how we think we can match Willie up against them. How special is he, Don? Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's obviously world amateur champion. He's, he's um, you know, very, he's quality. And, but it was just a case of getting used to the Ingle system and, you know, where he trained before, it, it, the, the pieces weren't falling into place for him. And I think now he's realised being in the gym around the good fighters like Kel Brook, Kid Galahad, Liam Williams, Robbie Davis, you know, they draw off of their experience and it's made him more mature. So he's learning and realising what the big picture is now and he's, he's, he's putting some good spars in and he's learning how to negotiate the rounds and what he needs to do. Okay, good to hear. Uh, let's uh, talk about Liam Williams fighting out today, mandatory against Robinson. Um, the chance for Liam to, to look special again. Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, I think, you know, look, it's, you know, we've got this big thing going on with Dillian White at the minute, haven't we, where uh, should he have took the fight, should he not? The thing is with boxers, he's, they're there to fight and they want to fight and they want to keep active. Sitting around for months on end or years on end and wasting time, you know, sometimes you just have to take the fights and it keeps the boxing going. And Liam Williams, when he first came to me, I just said to him, look, just take any fight, what's thrown in front of you, doesn't matter how good they are, if they're not that good, then you should be beating them in, you know, in, in four rounds. Uh, so you still train 12, 16 weeks, you know, for the fight of your life, and you, and you demolish these kids, and, and look how he, how he has in the last, you know, 12 to 15 months, from Mark Efron to Atlantis Fox, all these guys he's bought, Mullinder, he's just, he's just steamrolled them, and that's because he's had continuity and carried on and trained, instead of blowing up in between camps, you know, having three and four months out. This is a part of his career where, since he's been with me, he's never really took his foot off the gas. And when I spoke to him about his career before that, what he did in between fights, he just wasted away sitting around doing nothing. So he hasn't got that kind, he didn't have that kind of time when he came to me, he had to get a, a bit of a move on, and he has done that. So, you know, we never, look past anybody we look to the next fight and he's, he's been training over the summer he's had a couple of weeks out but he's been training he's in a good place he spotted the day with uh, Mark Efron hmm. uh, who's coming up for a fight and Mark's in terrific shape he's, he's improving he, under um, Michael Jennings it was a good spar and, and Mark was only two weeks away from a fight Liam's you know weeks away from a fight and it was a good eight rounds so he said to me before I'd never been able to do that you know um how I did it before so because I've kept on it I've managed to keep up with him it was good spa competitive and uh, so it just shows you that this fight in uh, against Robinson he'll be he'll be more than ready and it's a case of doing a good job on this kid you know we're still waiting for the the world title fight challenge but nothing's coming back with that so you know let's forget it and just get the fights in front of us you know Liam's well capable of beating this kid uh, really really well obviously it's a big opportunity for Robinson and you can never overlook him and he's going to bring his best game but Liam Williams is a hard man to beat at the moment disappointed that Matram uh, reportedly refused an offer for the for the Felix Cash fight uh, not, not really because look Felix uh, Felix Cash is not a bad kid he's not on the same level as Liam Williams and you know he's it, probably better he doesn't face Liam Williams because it'd probably ruin him um, you know Liam Williams will move on a little bit and, and Felix will come behind him and then maybe somewhere down the line they will fight you know maybe when Liam's on the way down and 
Felix is still rising, it might be more more competitive. But at the minute, I don't think Felix Cash, as good as he is, lives with Liam Williams. So it's probably a good move that he hasn't took the fight. Okay. Uh, Kid Gallad, you said he's back in the, the mix with Josh Warren. Do you think that fight will happen, Dom? Well, he's mandatory. And, you know, we've, we've heard all these stories about Warrington trying to get unification, fighting everything else. And maybe that was possible before the lockdown. But I think how boxing is now... And I think one of the selling points for Warrington is that he, he, you know, he gets a big crowd as a big gate. Mm. It's it's lucrative, and I think that kind of changes the perspective on things when you haven't got a big crowd. And maybe it is not in so much of a rush now to do a unification fight, and maybe he's going to make the easiest fight for Warrington out there. You know, easiest fight to make, which is with Galahad. We're both in England. You know, what I mean, there's no quarantine. There's none of you know people travelling and officials travelling. It can all be done in England, so. Fingers crossed, we're going to hear something in the next couple of weeks what's happening with that. That fight would sell as well because of the rematch. Yeah, you'll sell, you know, uh, Warrington's fans are always poo-pooing it. Warrington doesn't want to take the fight again, I don't I don't blame him. But, you know, I think whichever way he moves Warrington, he's going to be between a rock and a hard place. You know, if he challenges the top guys, I think he's going to be in hard fights. He goes over to America and if he has to come back to Galahad, then it's still going to be a hard fight again. So... Seen lots of reports that uh, Kel Brook's been offered one and a half million dollars for this Crawford fight. What do you know, Dom? Listen, I don't, you know, Kel Brook uh, manages himself, he does his own business. I train him, I've spoke to him today, he's in the gym training, um, and he just said to me the other day, oh, the fight's close. But how many times have we seen that with fighters, saying the fights are close and then nothing ever happens? So, you know, he's training, he's in a good place, he's, he's within striking distance for that date, let's put it that way. What you tend to find with Kel Brook is if he thinks he's got a fight in so many weeks' time, he will be a certain weight, you know, uh, to be able to make that date. And he's, he's on his weight, he's good with his weight, he's training on a regular basis, I think. But until pen touches paper and the contract is signed, sealed and delivered, I think he won't really step it up. So you know, there's talk at the minute, but it's not being confirmed to me, but he is training in the gym, yeah. What makes you believe that Kel still could beat someone like Terence Crawford? I look at Terence Crawford's record today, he's 32. And I remember when he boxed Ricky Burns, and you know, Ricky Burns is a good kid. Um, and he only beat Ricky, Ricky Burns, you know, on a unanimous decision. For me to really take notice of fighters, I'd be looking at Crawford, to be stopping people like Ricky Burns. If they're stopping Ricky Burns and, and the top flight fighters, then there's something to be worried about. But he's only beating them on points. All right, he beat Calm, but you know, Calm was never going to be a match. So he's not a spring chicken. He's not 26, 27, he's 32. So, you know, that's that evens up the odds a little bit. Um, I think the problem could be Kel making 147 again, mm -hmm. having to travel. Um, but his last fight, um, when he boxed in February, you know he made he made the weight dead easy, and he could have at that point he could have made ten and a half stone. And I think his mindset just changed. He was on the weight, you know, he was good on the weight weeks before that last fight. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. So yeah, he's tough, uh, Crawford, and you know it's an opportunity for Kel um, that he could he could win. Um, but we just have to see which Kelbrook turns up. That's the thing after getting past thirty years old. It's always a you know, what Kelbrook's going to turn up? Is it going to be the Kelbrook who knocked out Rabchenko? Is it going to be the Kelbrook who, you know, didn't look so good against Zarafa? Or is it going to be the Kelbrook who beat, you know, the last guy? Um, mm. So, you know, whereas you need consistency. Could be some, some massive fights for the gym, though. Say Brook Crawford lands, Williams, Andrade, mm. Galahad, Warrington rematch. Yeah. It's still massive fights for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Yeah, the good fights. I mean, it, it's the, the, the bases are. 
well, the bases are getting getting close to be loaded. It's just whether they come off. You know, you can always there's an old saying, "Don't count your chickens." That all the fights are possible, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And you know, we'll welcome them fights. It's it's not uh, you know, it's not a problem for us. We, we're used to the big fights, and so if it happens, it, you know, we're gonna, have a, we're gonna have a busy we're gonna have a busy couple of months. But you know, you just wish that they're going to be in front of the crowds. I mean, this is going to be my first fight on Saturday with Hutchinson. Uh, with no crowd, this is the first fight for me uh, since the lockdown, and it's going to be you know a bit of a weird situation because you're used to the crowds, and you just want when you look at everything what's going off in the world with you know people socialising in pubs and allowed to do certain things, you just make sure you scratch your head why you can't have boxing, you know everybody else is allowed to. Shop. I've been I've been in the shopping centre here at Stratford, you know some people are walking around with masks on, some people aren't walking around with masks on. It's a bit of a free for all, and you just think well, you know there's a couple hundred walking around that place why can't they have you know crowds in boxing so but you've got to wear a visor on saturday night is it a visor i just thought it was going to be a, a mask so got the whole is thing it? okay well we'll see <laughs> uh dom let me get uh your take on the thing with dylan white let's just clear this up so he tweeted you like saying mm, dom i don't know i mean i, I speak to <laughs> i speak to dylan all the time and uh the thing is, there's so much, you know, tweets and social media can always be misinterpreted. Uh, misinterpreted. So, um, there's nothing. There's nothing between me and Dillian. He's, he's a good fighter, and you can't fault him for what he's done. And like I've said before, everybody is an expert on social media. At the end of the day, Dillian White took a chance. He took a risk. He was winning the fight, and he got caught. And that's boxing. But he's been. He's had so many setbacks in his career. But people fail to see he's always clawed himself back. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and it might have even been you. You know, what was a worse loss? Hey, Josh, was, yeah, yeah, Joshua, Joshua Ruiz or White Povetkin. And, and the worst loss was Ruiz, and, you know, Anthony Joshua to Ruiz. But he, he came back and he beat him. And it's almost the same situation there. Povetkin is a, is a very well-schooled fighter, tough. He's top level. You know, he's only lost to the best guys. So there's, there's no disgrace there, what's happened with Dillian White, you know, it's just that you have to go back to the drawing board again and start again. Luckily there's a rematch clause and he'll get his chance and, you know, if, if he does what Joshua did with Ruiz and went back to the drawing board and analysed everything and comes back and beats the guy, then he's, he's, it's another lesson learned, but it's just a, it's a minor setback. Um, so I don't, I don't, you know, read too much into stuff on social media, it's, you know, I tweet stuff and sometimes just walk away from it and let people talk about it um but i don't think there's an issue between me and dealing with at all okay listen domingo best of luck with willie on saturday night we'll catch you out after the fight do you want to just quickly uh plug spotify links or any links to your song uh, it's, it's out there now i mean i've had the best plug in i've had eddie you know singing the song i've <laughs> had uh, you you know pushing him on it so it's doing well at the minute it's just on all my social media stuff i've had some good responses from it there's a lot more songs in the pipeline not boxing related i mean that was a one-off fast car already it was a uh, too good a, an opportunity to miss but there's another seven or eight in the pipeline that's going to be released over the next couple of months and uh, so yeah keep your ears open who else in boxing deserves a song there's a few, to be honest, um, there's a few songs, I mean, years ago, you know, they did, Naz did a song and it actually got on top of the pops and we'll have to dig it out somewhere and it was quite, it was quite funny, but there'll be somewhere, it's just what the inspiration is, you know, if there's, a, if there's a, an inspiration for a song, um, I'm sure something will come up. How are his boys, by the way? They've been training at the gym. Yeah, they, Naz's lads are the great kids, I mean, Adam and Sammy, yeah, they're, they're, they're a, you know, a bundle of fun. And uh, they they come in every day. And you, you know, they, they, it's it's weird because obviously Nas came from a working class background and worked his way up to the 
you know, to the riches where they've been born into it, and then they're coming back to Naz's hometown and, and you know, mixing it up with us lot, but they fit in really well. And uh, they love hearing stories about their dad. And, and they train well, you know, they, they do train really well. So they'll be back in, you know, after this weekend, they'll be back up in Sheffield training. And uh, we, just, we just keep on them, keep them moving and, you know, build them up bit by bit. Okay, listen, as I said, best of luck this Saturday with Willie, best of luck with Liam uh, in a couple of weeks. And I'm sure we'll catch a word soon after the fight, all right? Cheers. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.